Ole Miss versus Alabama in an absolutely huge game this weekend. Luke Robinson from um, Locked On Bama comes by to preview it. And we talk about what needs to happen for Ole Miss to be successful and for Bama to rebound. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in on this Thursday. Right about now, by the time this is debuting, um, hurricane slash tropical storm, Nicole, could be going directly over my house. So keep me in your thoughts and everything. We're going to try and get this scheduled out and give you as many perspectives as possible, though. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED ON or promo code LOCKED to get $5 or, or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Also, Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, um, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the comments down below, and also um, upvote the video if you would. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Anyway, Luke Robinson is here. We're going to talk about the Ole Miss Alabama game and this crossover edition of the podcast. All right, here with Luke Robinson from Locked On Bama. We got a big one this weekend in Oxford, Mississippi, and I think we're just going to jump right into it, Luke. What's the headlines for Alabama going into this game? I think the headline is how are they going to respond after a loss um, and and essentially being out of the college football playoff race and, and really being out of the SEC race for all intents and purposes, barring miracles. Um, this team, uh, this program hasn't lost two regular season games uh, before the Iron Bowl since 2010. Uh, that's an incredible feat, but it's it's happened this year, and it's kind of scary, and, and you don't know how exactly they're going to respond. Yeah, um, Greg McElroy was on the Paul Feinbaum show earlier this week, and he talked about basically went position by positions and things going wrong, and basically they were talking about Alabama as if they were having a Texas A&M type season, and, and I'm just like, you guys are seven and two. I understand that this is new, but you're seven and two. Yeah. Now, look, it, this is going to come off as kind of hoity-toity and uh, not hotty-totty. Hoity-toity. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see what I did there. Mm. And, um, no, it's going to be sort of arrogant sounding, but, you know, we're not used to this. And so we don't know how to handle it. Look, I've been telling folks for years, the reason I have spent – oodles of money going to every national championship game Alabama's been in, um, and I, I haven't missed a one of them, is because uh, I don't know when this will end. But it's going to end. And when it ends, I want to say I, I enjoyed it and I embraced all of it. Because I also said, when it ends, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be, I mean, cats and dogs living together. It's going to be crazy in Tuscaloosa and in the whole state of Alabama, people just aren't going to know what to do. It has changed everything about this university. I mean, Nick's, you can't put a price tag on, on the um, economic impact Nick Saban has had. And so when he leaves, who's going to pick up any of that slack? I mean, it's, it can't just be one guy. It's going to be several guys. And so um, 
meanwhile, though, back to the immediate future, when we lose two games like this, everybody's already like the sky is falling. And it's a little silly. It, an outsider's perspective is silly. Like we've had a lot of comments in our uh, uh, Locked On Bama podcast recently on the YouTube page. And by the way, losses are good for business because we've had more visitors than just about ever. So, I mean, there's a silver lining. Um, but a lot of the comments are, oh, man, y'all y'all just y'all lost two games and now everybody's just going crazy. And I'm like, yeah, because they've never done this before. If it's remember that old tagline, if you haven't seen it, it's new to you. When NBC used to say that about reruns, that if you haven't seen this, this is brand new. And there's a whole generation of kids that has not seen this. So um, people are, are acting a little bit funky about it. It is crazy. We've lost two games by a total of four points, one in overtime, one on the last kick of the game. That's yeah. crazy. Two top ten teams on the road. Yeah, and, and the way Alabama's set up, there's two other games that, that were won on the last play of the games. I tell people on my show all the time, this Bama team is two plays away from being the number one team in the country, and they're two plays away from being in the Music City Bowl. Yeah. That, 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 is this, that is the range, and I think that is what is freaking people out because Alabama teams, we're not used to that range. That's the thing that's scary. We're used to the top end of it, the ceiling of it, yet we're used to that. We've seen that. We haven't seen the floor be this low since probably 2007. Yeah. I mean, 2000, 2010 was weird because I, you could still make the argument that was the most talented Alabama team there was. Um, but they were coming off that national championship, and you could tell they were resting on their laurels somewhat. Um, but, yeah, I think this – and this team's got plenty of talent. One thing uh, – and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds here because I know we've got to go to a live read, but um, Jimmy and I talked about it on Locked On Bama today. I encourage people to go check it out. That one of the big problems Alabama's got is their 2019 signing class. They Of the 27 uh, guys they signed – only nine of them could be considered real contributors. Like, to and that's your upper class. That's supposed to be where your leadership comes in right now. And it isn't there. Um, and in fact, Mechie and Christian, Har John Mechie, Christian Harris, and Evan Neal are already in the pros. And some of these other guys are, are hurt or like Trey Sanders. I mean, I, I guess you could consider him a contributor, but he's been hurt his whole career. Uh, Justin Aboigby's out for the year right now. Um, then you got a guy like, uh, you know, DeMarco Hellum's been very – he's been solid, but not spectacular. And uh, Jordan Battle has been very good until this year. I think this is the worst year he's had at Alabama. So, um, the, the senior leadership just hadn't been there for Alabama. Yeah, and if you want to look at the other side of the coin, the headline for Ole Miss is win this game to stay in it. If, if you can beat Alabama this weekend, I mean, you have a hard game with Arkansas and Fayetteville. That's a losable game. Even going to College Station – um, that is going to be a tricky thing, just like it was for A&M last year going to Baton Rouge. So getting up for this game and not scoreboard watching because LSU and Arkansas is at 11 in the morning because you do have a monstrous task in front of you with Alabama because this is still the most talented roster that Ole Miss will play in the season. And it just doesn't work. We had Jake Thomas on the show um, yesterday from Tide Talk Live. And he talked a little bit about the combination of Bill O'Brien and Pete Golden and how Nick Saban has had coordinator after coordinator and they'd always come in and take Nick Saban's coordinators and he'd replace him. And it was like an annual cycle thing. Well, nobody's coming in to try and take these guys. And he pointed that out. And I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> 
it's just uh it's just a, a a weird time to be an Alabama fan right now. I mean, look, we're so used to all this success and and there's so much um that uh it, it's just it seems like a lot's going wrong right now. Meanwhile, on the old miss side, like you said, about keeping keeping their head in the game, um yeah, they don't need to scoreboard watch. Don't even worry. I think it's detrimental to Ole Miss in a sense that LSU Arkansas got picked up at the 11 o'clock time slot, right? Wouldn't it, wouldn't you much prefer it if they were on the back end of that? Because what if, if LSU wins, I mean, you're sort of crestfallen. And even if, if, if Arkansas wins, you're scared uh, that, that the pressure gets put on you. I mean, it's like, it's a no win situation for Ole Miss, right? I mean, I'm glad you brought that game up because I thought it was so funny that uh, ESPN chose to put that game at 11 o'clock. Uh, when they could have easily put that, that's that's a much more intriguing game than Auburn and Texas A&M. Yeah, best case scenario for Ole Miss, Ole Miss wins out and then Texas A&M beats LSU because that game's on Saturday, Egg Bowl's on Thursday. There's no pressure. You get to chase all the way and you can almost back in that way. But that would probably be the preferable method. And Man, this is just a weird season. It's, it, it's almost like a... A cross between 2014 and 2007. I mean, it's just yeah. weird this year. It is. It's um, look, and I guess it's about every seven or eight years is going to be weird like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, um, you have no idea who's going to make the playoffs. I mean, Georgia's going to make it. I mean, they're, they're in. Yeah. Um, you feel pretty strongly Michigan and or Ohio State will make it in. Um, but there's a chance only one of them makes it. And then uh, – you know, is TCU going to get in? Do you really? This is the expansion playoffs thing. I've I've always been against it, right? Because I think we're we're rewarding mediocrity rather than penalizing greatness, and uh, which is what people think you're doing when you only have four teams. But um, if you look at everybody's talking about expand the playoffs, give other people a chance. The irony is, if you expand the playoffs, as long as Nick Saban's coach, Alabama ain't missing it. You know, and um, but do you really think TCU is one of the best four teams in the of the in the college football world this year? That's I mean, I've watched them play. I don't feel like they are, but I guess they're going to end up getting a chance at it. Right. Yeah. And you look at this and it's like Clemson got 10th in this week's playoff rankings. And, and it's just an abomination. that They're above Ole Miss at this point. I, I agree mean, with that. Yeah. You get housed by Notre Dame. Clemson should not be there, but they need an ACC team within spitting distance of the playoff. The Big 12, TCU, they, they need somebody before, so this won't be an SEC Big 10 Invitational, which is where it's trending, because five out of the top 11 teams are SEC teams. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I could even make the case that Ole Miss should be ahead of Alabama. I I mean, I get it. That I, It doesn't matter to me if Alabama was 9, 10, or 11. It, it doesn't matter, really. I'm not going to make the case anyway. I, I think you could spin it both ways, that Alabama's losses – have been more impressive than Ole Miss's loss, if that's the way you want to judge things. But I don't think when it comes to something as remedial to me as Clemson versus Ole Miss, Ole Miss, I, if Ole Miss and Clemson played today, and I'm talking about in Death Valley, I'd pick Ole Miss to win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, inflation is hurting us all, and we're all thinking of different ways we can cut back, whether it be driving less different stuff at the grocery stores, maybe off-brand stuff. Well, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less, so I've started using the Upside app. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upsize, you don't have to cut back 
because you get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer on whatever you're get buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's five or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more using promo code LOCKED. And also, I do want to say thank you for very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss and the Locked On Bama podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications when we release a new video, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. We'd appreciate it very much. Luke, now let's move into the game this weekend. Um, we talked about headlines a little bit. What do you think is Alabama's key to winning this football game Saturday? Uh, having fun again. Um, you know, when it used to be having fun for Alabama was joyless murder ball, mm. right? I mean, you just go out there and you just just beat people to a bloody pulp. But I don't think that's having fun for Alabama right now. I think having fun is going to be t- – they, they don't have the weight of the world on their shoulders right now, so I'm hoping they can kind of cut loose. Um but man, I I'm gonna tell you the truth. I think Ole Miss is gonna win this ball game. Um, I just I'm scared of the way Alabama's gonna react. But I'm trying to come up with the keys, and the only thing I can figure is is just man, go out there and just play like with reckless abandon. Just go out there and play, you know, caution to the wind, all those cliches, and just don't worry about it because it, at this point, yeah, you don't want to lose. But I mean, for the most part, Alabama's out of, of their, their goals. So your new goal should be: let's finish this season strong, and let's um, let's let Bryce Young try to set as many records as he can set. Let's uh, let's develop some wide receivers. Let's play some. If the older guys aren't going to step up, I just brought that up in the last segment. Um, then let's let's. Oh my gosh, y'all! I'm sorry, my uh, my my work phone is going crazy. Uh, <laughs> but um. Anyway, if you know, just start having fun again because it feels it feels like you watched the LSU game, mm-hmm. right? The first drive, it, it was a sweet drive. I mean, they get all the way down to the goal line and then they throw a pick, and it's like they went into a shell. I mean, the personality of this team seems so fragile. Just don't worry about it. Go out there and have fun. I can tell you, somebody's going to have fun, and that's Lane Kiffin. He has fun at everything he does. Mm-hmm. So go out there and just try and match that energy. Yeah. And the key for Ole Miss in this game, this is going to sound very weird, and this probably won't happen with Lane Kiffin, is don't lose to the logo. As soon as Alabama comes out with those crimson helmets and their white jerseys and white pants, do not get beat before kickoff. Because let's be real, over the last 20, 30 years, Ole Miss and Alabama have played this game several times. And there's been several times that Alabama has just housed Ole Miss. Just it was over before it even started. You walked in thinking Ole Miss had a good chance to win the game. Alabama ended up winning relatively easy. I think Sean Alexander just scored another touchdown on Ole Miss. Uh, But that is a major key anytime Ole Miss plays Alabama because whatever it is, there's a mental block. And if 
for whatever reason, if Alabama gets going well, this being a home crowd, you will hear, feel the nervous energy around the stadium because there is an expectation of the way things have gone historically against Alabama. I think that is a major key in this game. I think Ole Miss needs to get off to a fast start to mess with Alabama's confidence and to help the confidence of the people in the stands. Yeah, and, you know, I'll tell you this, though. I don't think Lane Kiffin's the kind of guy that loses to the logo. I don't. Yeah. Um, I think in the past Ole Miss has certainly done that. Uh, Lane, that's not Lane Kiffin's way. I mean, it, yeah, Alabama ended up winning kind of big last year. Uh, but the first year they played, I mean, it, it was just tit for tat most of the ball game. It was a lot like that, what, 2016 game, which was a ton of fun. I mean, gosh, can you – I mean, that game was just awesome on so many levels. Um so, yeah, I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to lose the logo at all. That's just, just not his way. Um, he, Like I said, he is so carefree that he, he he doesn't just follow his Twitter. It's so much fun. I mean, he just – he tweeted out something about, hey, I'm reading, you know, Lessons in Greatness by Nick Saban or whatever the name of that book is. I mean, it, it's just awesome stuff. I mean, he, mm. he's – He's that's not his his way. And so that's what I'm saying. Like as an Alabama fan, Alabama has dealt with, you know, heavy is the crown, right? Alabama has been dealing with the heaviness of this crown for 15 years. You don't have that weight on your shoulders right now, though. So go out there and cut it loose. Yeah. And I am nervous about everybody saying the dynasty's over. Um, Feinbaum's rant about the end of Alabama, the woe is me that's going on. And the players kind of just sitting back and realizing. Because whether you know it or not, when you play Alabama, those are five stars over there. Will Anderson is going to line up across from a freshman right tackle. Dallas Turner is going to line up against a freshman left tackle. Mm -hmm. There is a potential in that game for it to get out of hand. Because we spent a week talking before the Georgia-Tennessee game. It's like, oh, Georgia's not getting any pass rush this year. They only have 10 sacks. Well, they just spent the whole Tennessee game in the backfield because that's a whole bunch of five stars, and they can cut that on when they need to. And and so that is the thing that gives me pause in this game. I, I'm inclined to say Ole Miss is going to win the game, but there are so many ways that this game could go sideways. It, it could. Uh, I mean, and, and all that's a great point. I think what you take into consideration here is that Ole Miss is really more of a running squad this year. I mean, you think Lane Kiffin, you think passing game, but uh, when you've got uh, Judkins, man, that dude. And look, I'm with the AHSA radio network too, so I get to see a lot of these guys uh, in their high school careers in Alabama. And I'm telling you, he's he's been a star for a long time now. He's, he's a ton of fun to watch. I've got a really good one there, and you know it. I mean, I don't have to tell you. He rushed for uh, 200 yards here recently. And he's um he's just a problem. And then of course Zach Evans, also a very good running back, former five star in his own right. So uh, you've got a couple of guys that I would consider to be five stars back there in the backfield. And I think that's what Ole Miss is probably going to do is is try to establish the run game as best they can. Um, that's that's the irony here, right? I mean, I think Ole Miss is going to try to establish the run game. Alabama is still going to pass it so much just because that's that's kind of what Bill O'Brien has has done. When you have Bryce Young, I understand it. But I would also appreciate some better game planning. Um, so I, I think that you're right about the worry about potential sacks when it comes to Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. That's probably the best two bookends in the country. Um, but the defensive schemes haven't been awesome this year. And because Lane Kiffin's so creative, I don't see just a lot of typical drop back stuff. I think get it out of his hands a lot, have a lot of, you know, 
uh, or orbit motion, have a lot of uh, eye candy that sort of gives some hesitation to our pass rushers. Yeah, should be interesting. Speaking of Bryce Young, um, how healthy is he? He he doesn't look right. He doesn't. Um, I think part of it is he's not 100% healthy. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I think the other part of it is he's probably lost a lot of faith in his wide receivers. He would never say that because that's not the kind of dude he is. But it sure feels that way, um, that he, he just doesn't trust them to, to be where they need to be sometimes. Last year, it was uh, a little bit easier. Like, when in doubt, heave it as far as you can and Jameson Williams will run under it. Or throw it in the general vicinity of John Mechie, who even at a time with uh, Devontae Smith, J uh, Jalen Waddell, Henry Ruggs, all those guys, um, people consider John Mechie to have the best hands on the team. There's nobody that is super fast on this team. The, the Alabama's got speed at receiver, but I mean, you know, they're all four or five guys. You know, there's no there's no Jamison William Burner, um, and they've all got pretty good hands, but nobody's got the kind of hands where like I'm getting that ball. I mean, Devontae Smith against LSU kind of catches. You don't see that. Um, so I, I think he's lost a little faith. And then, you know, even his most dependable receiver, who's not a running back, by the way, the longest pass play we have is to a running back in Jason McClellan, and our best receiver is probably Jameer Gibbs, another running back. Um, the, the, his most dependable receiver, uh, if you want to call him a receiver, is, is Cameron Latu. And the only issue there is he's he's been a fumble-prone kind of guy. I mean, he almost had a – he had a clear fumble against LSU, and if it weren't for some – you know, kind of weird rule about it. because he's out of bounds and touches the ball, it's out of bounds. Uh, he loses another fumble in that game. So, I mean, yeah, I can see where Bryce Young has lost some lost some faith in some of his pass catchers, but you're right, he's not healthy either. Yeah. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and eSports, we got it all covered. If you look down below, you see that number nine, Alabama, is an 11.5-point favorite at number 11, Ole Miss. It's a 230 game on CBS. The over-under right now is at 65 points. Luke, that over-under, to me, I don't know, it feels a little high. This game feels more like 2014 than 2015 to me. I can see that. Um, but if, if Alabama does come out and do what I'm hoping they do, I can see where Alabama will score a lot of points and then Ole Miss will end up having to match that. And I think they can because Alabama's de defense statistically has been good, but when they need to get stops, they haven't been able to do it. And I'm scared Ole Miss will be able to, you know, make some things happen. Yeah. Should be really interesting to see. Anyway, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's bet online where the game starts. Anyway, Luke, let's go into the last segment to where we talk about what we're watching in this game and give our predictions. Um, how do you think this game's going to go for Alabama? What is your prediction of it? Well, I hadn't put a prediction out there yet, so you're you're the you're my first with this. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Uh, Ole Miss 34, Alabama 28. Um, I just. I, I'm really concerned about the mental state of this football team. Now, again, I, I'm not super confident in this prediction at all because I don't think anybody knows where Alabama's head is. But if they are uh, still dwelling on the fact that they didn't meet their goals or if they're lamenting the fact that they are the reason people are talking about the dynasty is dying, um, then I think that 
this could be bad. I, I look, you're not going to completely slow down Alabama. I mean, you're Alabama's still Alabama. They've got a, a good offensive squad and they got the best quarterback, I think, in Alabama history. And Ole Miss's defense is not quite as good as somebody like LSU's or something like that. Um, but I, I just, boy, I'm having a hard time picking Alabama to win right now. I just am. And I, I, I hate feeling that way. And it's been a long time since I've felt that way. But, uh, yeah, this this feels like the kind of game that Lane Kiffin, with an off week, spent a lot of time working on it, uh, excited about it, excited about it all summer. Lane Kiffin's the kind of coach to me that would be like, if, if they, in the summer he goes, okay, you get blown out at LSU even when you're in the top ten and everybody's singing your praises, but you get to beat Alabama. Will you take that? He'd say, yeah, all day, because I want to beat Nick Saban and I want, I want to do it at my house. And, um, yeah, I'll take a blowout loss to LSU if I get to beat Alabama by one point. I don't care. And I think he would do that. And I and I feel like that's kind of where this is headed, that he's put a lot of effort in this thing, and I think it's going to pay off for him. Yeah, and also getting out of here, with all the rumors that are going around about Auburn and Lane Kiffin, is there any way that Alabama would hire Lane Kiffin if he took the Auburn job? Maybe. I'll tell you this, Lane Kiffin's the only coach, I think, living – that if he went to Auburn and then Alabama offered, that he'd leave Auburn for Alabama. That's the only coach I think that would have the cojones to pull that off um, and and really have the ego to pull it off. I don't think there's any coach alive that would do that, that like head coach to head coach, just a move like that, no matter what the offer was or whatever. But I think Lane Kiffin would do it. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, I, there are a lot of Alabama fans that hope Lane doesn't take it just so that he can maybe be the successor. And that would make some sense because I've always said Alabama's got to go from like the authoritarian Nick Saban uh, to a more fun-loving guy. And I feel like they need to go from a, a Saban who's more of a dictator to uh, a sort of, hey, let's everybody have fun with this thing. And I'm going to be on Twitter and I'm not going to recruit quite as much because I can recruit really well when I do recruit kind of thing. And I think that would be a good move for Alabama because that's the kind of culture shift you're going to need. What, real quick before I get my prediction and everything, whenever Nick Saban retires, how big of a bloodbath would that be with the boosters trying to reestablish control? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Boy, don't don't even get me started, man. I'm so nervous about it. I mean, look, when I think about Nick Saban leaving, you know what I think about? When Mike Dubose had his press conference, I think it was in 97 um, or, you know, late 96 or whatever. And no, it is 97. And I remember I was one of those idiots that was like, let's fax in and say, you got to hire Mike Dubose. He's an Alabama guy and he loves Alabama, Crimson Tide, blah, blah, blah. And when he had his press conference and his shirt was kind of untucked and his hair was all disheveled and he, you know, he stammered and stumbled. And, and I thought, I have made a horrible mistake. I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Arrested Development, the old sitcom, but Job used to say that all the time. And that's what I was like. I was like, I have really messed up here, guys. And I, I want to do over right now. And um, so, yeah, because then, you know, the boosters got all involved and the whew, it's going to be a problem. I mean, we're y'all are going to enjoy our downfall. I'm going to tell you, y'all. Other SEC teams have not enjoyed this run we've been on. We have, but when when the bottom falls out, y'all are going to just sit back and eat popcorn and and uh, you know just laugh it up. Well, the good news is Tennessee is going to be so obnoxious for their brief flash in the pan that we're going to go back to be able to really hate them because they're just so annoying. Oh my god! Hey, I'm going to tell you this. I was pulling for Tennessee because I was like, look, if Alabama doesn't go to the SEC title game, then I want it to be Tennessee and Ole Miss. 
Hmm. I, I can't imagine a more fun, intriguing matchup. I would have, I would have probably gotten a ticket myself to go to that. I would have loved that. The rivalry between Tennessee and Ole Miss right now goes beyond just Lane Kiffin. It is so weird. The hatred and vitriol that they have for Ole Miss, even us winning the baseball national championship when they had the season they had, yeah. all of that piled on top. And there's just like, in my comments, I have Tennessee fans. We don't even play Tennessee this year. They're always in my comments. <laughs> well, this, you know, that's that's why the SEC is the SEC. The Pac-12 doesn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, in this game, what I'm watching, I'm watching to see if the Ole Miss's defense tackles well because this is a situation if they don't, Alabama has the potential to do what they did to Arkansas in the fourth quarter. So we want this to look like the second and third quarter and not let Jameer Gibbs and those guys loose. Um, maybe there might be a wrinkle or something with Milrow and a quarterback running some zone lead because, honestly, the irony is joyless murder ball is the way to attack this Ole Miss defense. That's what y'all did last year with Brian Robinson. I don't know if Jameer Gibbs can do that. I, uh, Jace McClellan, Mike can, uh, Roy Dell Williams. It, it, their running game just isn't what we're used to from Alabama, and that gives me a little bit of hope. So in this game, I'm going to take Ole Miss to win the game, win it outright, um, 27 to 20 is um, kind of where I'm landing at the moment. It's going to be a relatively close game. It will be something to where a play is made in the fourth quarter one way or the other that determines the outcome of this game. I can see that, and I'll tell you something. Alabama, in my opinion, and there will be Alabama fans who listen to this that that I think will agree with me, there's one running back that I think can play joyless murder ball on this squad, and that's Jamarian Miller. Um, he's a true freshman. Uh, everybody loves him, but he just – he's on the depth – you know, he's down the depth chart. Um, so – that, that'd be the one guy, boy, I'd love to give him a shot. I mean, I like Roy Dale Williams a lot. He's sort of our, turned into our short yardage back, um, but he's not a breakaway guy. Then you got Jace McClellan, who, uh, you know, boy, he's he's had a weird year. I don't even know how to describe it. And then Jameer Gibbs. I love Gibbs, and he is a breakaway guy. Mm-hmm. But he's not a, you know, get you two yards when you have to have him right in the middle of the line guy. Yeah, um, Jameer Gibbs is a guy. He's an excellent player, but he's 18 carries for 160 yards. And two of those runs are 40-yard runs. Correct. It, and that, that, That's just the type of player he is. I mean, I enjoy Alabama. And, and if he comes in and um, somebody comes in and unknown and rushes for 120 yards against Ole Miss, that would be, not be the first time that's happened. I think that's of right. David Palmer playing quarterback in like yeah. 93. Um, stuff like that. There's just weird stuff that happens in this game. Like I said. Um, we'll see how Ole Miss does. Anyway, Luke, if you're going over to the game, be safe. Um, heading over there, I've got a hurricane coming through pretty much as this show is airing. So it's going over my house while the show is airing. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, Luke, man, this has been fun. And I want to say thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss and Locked On Bama podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Seriously, Luke, thank you very much for coming on today, and um, good luck to the Tide. I hope, um, well, I am going to kind of enjoy the rest of the season, but That'll be completely different. I hope it's okay for you, though. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – look, basketball started, and I think we're pretty good in that. So, uh, we're we're all sort of tuning our attention to uh, recruiting and basketball season for the moment. But 
good Lord willing and the creek don't rise, maybe we'll beat Auburn this year. Yeah. Hey, we were up by one to Alcorn State in our season opener, so we need football. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right. Take care, Luke. All right, buddy. Thank you.